This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Yes, Saturday night harness action from Milton. It's the city of Milton Plate. Uh, it's a terrific program. We've got some wonderful horses engaged uh, on the uh, 10 event uh, card kicking off at 6.19. Rob Orber uh, joins me as he will every week on the Saturday night harness preview. Uh, and Rob, uh, as I say hello to you, um, we're very thankful for the support as uh, this preview show is brought to you by Ben Studd Standard Breads. Yes, uh, hi Dan, hi everyone and welcome to the Saturday Night Preview. Looking forward to uh, Saturday night's program. We've got 10 races on the card, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the Group 3 City of Melton Plate, which should be uh, a terrific race. Uh, Looking forward to talking to you about uh, that race indeed and we'd like to uh, thank and acknowledge uh, Ben Studd and the Judd family, of course, uh, who are wonderful supporters of harness racing and also supporters of ourselves personally. They uh, certainly get right behind the harness racing industry with a lot of new initiatives and they've got a really busy weekend coming up at Bathurst on Sunday with a number of their lots for sale at the Nutrien uh, Bathurst sales. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later on and featuring some of their uh, lots that they've got available uh, for the day. But there's some uh, good quality horses uh, on sale and Ben Studd will be leading the way as per normal. Rob, uh, Saturday night, uh, we're looking at a pretty hot day. The forecast is somewhere between the mid to high 30s, although that can change even at a a moment's notice. So uh, it seems unlikely we'll be needing coats. But nonetheless, it's a terrific night. It's City of Melton Plate Night. Um, I'd like to say it's going to be a big night uh, crowd attendance-wise. It certainly used to be. In the days where it was at uh, Mooney Valley, it was actually one of the biggest uh, attended nights uh, for the year. So hopefully we can get uh, that replicated and some way shape or form yeah for sure dan uh, always a really important night for uh, the melton city council being part of the uh, melton plate it's been a race that's been run now for many many years and as you mentioned uh, always been well uh, supported by uh, the local community and we're looking forward to a really big program at melton park on saturday night so let's have a look at the first event on the uh, the program. This this is a tough race, uh, Rob. I really don't know where to start. I can give lots of horses chances, and I can rule out lots of others. Um, I'm confused, so I thought the best man to sort this out is you. Yeah, look, it is a little bit tricky. Um, I've narrowed it down to two really main principal chances. Uh, look, number one, Delvey Robin, I think, has got the ability to be winning this race. Obviously, the little question mark here. Uh, this horse's gate speed. Look, he's drawn barrier one in the past. He's been beaten for speed, but he can certainly hold his own. The front line is not blistering fast, so for that reason, I still feel that Delvey Robin can hold up and maybe be leaders back. And if Delvey Robin's in that position, I think Abby Turnbull will certainly be in a great striking position. He's going well. A terrific win at Gumbau two runs ago. Didn't have the best of luck last start at Wagga in the Riverina. We got a long way back in the field and got home quite nicely. They went 56-6 last half. He was off the track. And I think from Barry One, he looks really well poised to run a great race here. Jillaby Ripper for Matthew Hornsnell and Jason Lee was my second pick in the race. Uh, I think he's a genuine winning chance, and particularly if he can find the top. Again, he's another horse that can hold his own out of the mobile. Uh, look, his recent starts have been pretty good. He, he chased home, uh, he's a cool Mac, a couple of runs ago and then went around at Mount Gambier in the Gold Cup heat there and then in the final behind Springfield Affair. I thought he was the main danger. I thought one and four. I thought number eight, 
uh, in a race, which is I'm a Denny too, who was very good winning last start at Geelong. Look, he might be three back the pegs, but if he's in that spot, he's in striking range. And I gave other chances to, in the race to obviously two do not surrender. He's been racing pretty well. Uh, number 10 in the race, which is, uh, sorry, follow the eclipse. And also number six, which is Breathe Easy is the other one I'll give a good chance to. But look, I like the one ahead of the four. I thought the winner would mainly come from those two and maybe number eight. Uh, I'm a Denny too as the third pick. Yeah, and I actually put I'm a Denny too on top, Rob. It's going to be an awkward draw, but thinking we might get a bit of value. My selections, eight I'm a Denny two, one Delvey Robin, four Jellyby Ripper, 13 Jeremy Wells, eight, one, four and 13. Race two is the Swift Signs uh, pace. I'm not sure this race is any easier. It's probably got a, a, a higher uh, quality of, of uh, field here. So again, interested in your thoughts. Yeah, look, I sort of went through this race uh, in great detail. And obviously, look, Hot Deal probably is the horse to beat. He, he draws barrier seven. Happy to take him on, uh, mainly because of the barrier draw. I've been really impressed with the way Blood Moon's been going for Tim McGuigan and Darby McGuigan. I thought her run at Geelong last start was terrific. Oh, it was she showed excellent, really, wasn't it? Yeah, look, she showed really good gate speed. And I thought she was really brave. And she was second behind Ever Hoping at her previous run at Cranbourne. And again, I thought that form line is really strong. I thought she was a big chance of finding the lead. I think Azor, a high... Look, I'm prepared to forgive last star. Just got a little bit fired up. And I think maybe with Blood Moon drawn outside, Kate Gath might be quite content to take a trail here. And I thought if that was the case, I thought they could fight to finish out. I've gone four each way ahead of two. Obviously, seven, Hot Deal, who's been racing in terrific form. He's just going to have to produce something a bit extra from Barrier 7. And, and the stable mate, number 10, I think, who certainly lost no admirers last start. So four each way ahead of two, seven and ten for mine. Yeah, and I like Blood Moon as well. I've, I've made a um, each way uh, bet for the night, um, thinking there could be a bit of value about her chances. But my thoughts: four Blood Moon, seven Hot Deal, thirteen Lottie Moon, and ten I think four, seven, thirteen, and ten. The third event is the Pride's Easy Feed two-year-old pace. Some of the form for two-year-olds is coming together. Leroy, Leroy O'Brien trains three runners in the race. Two of them are first starters. We've got a, a horse now joining the Andy Gath camp. And the, the horse that's been in terrific form and winning Remy Lou's got to put up with a back row barrier draw this time. Yeah, this is a really tricky race. Uh, look, you know, we, we might just spend a little bit of time to, to, to highlight some of these uh, first starters as well. Look, I settled for five Ferrigno on top with no great deal of confidence. What what I have liked about Ferrigno, both his runs have been very promising and he's shown gate speed. I think he's still got a lot to learn when it comes to being a racehorse, but I think he'll go well. Uh, I've tipped him on top, but I think we might just spend a little bit of time on the Leroy O'Brien uh, trained runners. Look, number two, I'm Sir Patrick. He's a colt by down by the seaside. Uh, he showed terrific speed at Maryborough in his trial, and he was uh, he was pretty brave. He, he got a little bit tired at the finish, but he sort of went really hard down the back straight. And interesting enough, Chris Alford to drive, which you've got to really give that a big tick. Uh, the other horses in the stable, three always be Blakey, is a, a son of uh, always be Mickey. He looks a real Dow type. Uh, certainly a good stayer. He's a gelding, and again, I respect his chances. Number four, she's a tiny dancer, and I think this is where you've got to draw the form line here. Like, she's a tiny dancer. She was terrific at her race debut, getting home really strongly behind Remy Lou. Now, she competed in the same trial as I'm Sir Patrick and always be Blakey, and yet her race debut really caught the eye, 
and there's a, there's a good strong case to suggest that I'm Sir Patrick and always be Blakey actually trolled better than she's a tiny dancer at Maryborough that day. So as a result of that, you've got to really respect the two first starters here. And then, of course, we've got the race runners, uh, Hammer Dan, who, interesting enough, changed stables to join Andy and Kate Gaff. Uh, look, there's been nothing wrong with his two runs. Terrific at Kilmore when winning, and his run at Menangle in the Sapling Stakes was full of merit. And Remy Lou, well, how do you knock her form? Uh, she's been outstanding. Four starts for two wins and two placings, and I think the second row draw will really suit her. Look, I've gone five for Inyo on top. I've got great respect here for the two first starters of Leroy O'Brien. I'm Sir Patrick and always be Blakey for the draw. And obviously, Remy Lou and Hammer Dan. I think it's a really tricky race. Mm, I like Ferrigno as well. I like the improvement it made from first start to second start, the gate speed that it's got. Number five on top of seven, Hammer Dan, eight, Remy Lou, and four, She's a Tiny Dancer. Intriguing race, market key, though, in the lead-up. The Pride's Easy Feed two-year-old pace race three. The fourth event is the City of Melton Scotch Notch Memorial. What a wonderful trotting mare. Some of my great memories when I was much younger was uh, watching uh, Scotch Notch, particularly winning that Inter-Dominion at uh, Mooney Valley. A smallish field. Um, Rob, uh, Mafasa Metro off a little bit of uh, a break to start favourite. Yeah, look, you've got to tip him, don't you, Mufasa Metro? I mean, he's come out of that uh, great Southern star when runner-up, uh, he was placed in the heat. Uh, he went to the night pistol in finishing fourth behind Plymouth Chubb and Sleepy and then fourth in the, Austral- in the Australian Trotting Grand Prix behind Just Believe after making a bad mistake in the race and still made up really good ground. Look, he's been freshened up. I still think he's got the class on his side. I've tipped him on top, number five, Mufasa Metro. I think you've got to put in number three, nephew of Sunoco, in there with a good chance. He doesn't really know how to run a bad race in this company, so I've got great respect for him. I certainly respect number uh, the the other uh, runner uh, in, in Credit Master, who comes out of the Matt Craven, Greg Sugar's uh, team combining here. And he was very good three runs ago at uh, Menangle and then obviously did things wrong at Melton. But when you go back uh, to, to late last year or middle of last year, you know, he chased home uh, Vacation Hill and Maori Law. So he's obviously got the ability to, to figure in the finish. So I've gone a uh, five from three and, of course, six. And obviously we've got to respect horses of the calibre of lunch with Arthur, Baltica and Keang Levana have all got good place hopes, but five on top for mine. My tips, I think, are the same as yours, uh, five, three, six and one. The Melton City, much more, Stampede. Uh, this is over the 1,200, the scratchings, uh, Lip Reader and Torrid St. Early scratching as well. It's an intriguing race. It's a good field. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Uh, Code Bailey uh, resumes here. Uh, look, he, he trialled really well at uh, Melton recently. I mean, look, he hasn't started since the 26th of June 2021. Uh, look, what we do know, Marg Lee, the stable, always have their horses pretty hard and fit when they go to the races. And his trial suggested that he's uh, he can run a big race here. Uh, he was really impressive at Melton. 1,200 should suit him. He's a fast beginner. I think he can bullock his way to the top and 
if he finds a front, he, he's going to be really hard to beat here. So I've gone for him on top. Uh, number four, Code Bailey. will be a great training performance if they can produce him here first up. But I, I think he's prime enough to, to do so. Uh, obviously, number eight, Tango Tara. He's also resuming. Look, his trial's been solid coming into this race. Expect a good showing. Nine, AG's White Sox. Good to see him back in the winner's list at Geelong. He was very strong and very, very good winning. And uh, I've put in number six, Bulletproof Boy. So four. Eight, nine, and six. I'm sticking with Code Bailey first up. You know, I'm going to stick with Courageous Saint, Rob. Um, why wouldn't I? After the favours he's done for us in the last couple of weeks. But uh, it, because it's the 1,200 metre race, you can just expect a little bit of the unexpected. Uh, so I've gone three, uh, nine, AG's White Sox, eight, Tango Tara, six, Bulletproof Boy. As I said, uh, it's an intriguing race. I want to put Code Bailey in, but I, I think I'll learn a lot more by seeing him. And, and look, it's great he's back to the track and congratulations to the connections to see him back uh, there it's been a long long time coming so an intriguing race the fifth event uh rob you and i are part of the saturday harness uh, racing uh, preview in this case it's for melton and we're brought to uh, everybody by ben stud standards Yes, and they've got a really big day on Sunday at Bathurst, uh, at the Bathurst at Yearling Sales. They're producing and presenting quite a number of horses, but they do have four lot numbers there that certainly will uh, bring some uh, really close interest. Uh, lot 26, which is a filly. They've got a really good catalogue of fillies for sale this weekend. And Lot 26 is a filly by Always Be Mickey out of We Own a Miss Time, which comes out of the same family as We Own a Beach Girl and Santa Cruz. So there's some really good bloodlines, maternal bloodlines out of that family. It will certainly uh, take uh, a, a lot of interest from, from people going to the sales. And once again, you can purchase these horses online or view the photos or the videos through the uh, Nutrient catalogue. Another filly that they've got uh, looking uh, for, for one to, to consider is Lot 32, which is a filly by American Ideal out of the abbreviated family. And again, abbreviated's got some really good maternal lines, uh, brevity being one of those uh, progenies and laconic going back a couple of dams ago. So again, there are a couple of lot numbers that uh, will certainly bring uh, some great interest to uh, the Nutrient Bathurst sales on Sunday with Ben Stud featuring. And we'll have a look at the uh, other couple of lots later on uh, through the program. And of course, we're all building to that uh, magnificent Melbourne sale at Oakland's on April the 1st to April the 3rd. Race six at Melton, the city of Melton Plate, Group Three. We see uh, Major Moth and, and Better Eclipse, two outstanding, two of the best paces in Australia, Rob. Yeah, well, isn't this a great race? Uh, really hard to sort them out. Look, I've, I've stuck with uh, with Major Moth. I mean, Emma Stewart and Damien Wilson uh, combining here. Look, he was first up. In the Horsham Pacing Cup, uh, look, you know, on face value, you know, he looked disappointing because I think there was a high expectation that he would lead and win. He was able to lead in that race. He looked to be in a bit of bother coming to the home turn and he ended up finishing fifth in the field of nine. He was certainly way below his best. You know, was it fitness? Was it to 2,700? Well, we're going to find out this uh, this weekend, aren't we, with Major Moth. Uh, we know what he's capable of doing. Uh, prior to the Vic Brett or leading up to the Vic Brett, he was absolutely outstanding. And I've just got to have confidence in the stable uh, with Emma Stewart that she'll have this horse primed. Otherwise, she wouldn't be producing this horse. So I'm tipping him on top, number six, Major Moth. I think he can work his way to the top. 
Better Eclipse, uh, look, you know, he's just been an amazing horse for, for Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. Uh, the stable have just enjoyed so much success. He's won 12 from 42. He was a winner four runs ago at Melton. And then, of course, uh, he ran in the Vic Bread final, went fourth behind Captain Belisario. And then, of course, he competed at Menangle in the Allied Express Sprint. And, of course, uh, the $100,000 light horse free-for-all, which was a Group 2 race when finishing fourth behind Bondi Lockdown. He's the natural danger. He could be the winner. Look, I've gone um, four on top from eight better Eclipse. Uh, outside of those, uh, chances, of course, seven idyllic. I thought his run in the Horsham Cup was full of merit. I, even though he finished ninth in the field of nine, he couldn't get in the race. He still went to the line with plenty in reserve. I, I wouldn't be surprised of seeing him running a really mighty race on Saturday night. And uh, the other one that uh, we've, we've put in there, uh, Outlaw Man, and you've got to respect him. And ever hoping, they've all really got good place chances and, and not without hopes. But uh, Six on top from eight, seven, five, and four. Similarly, six major moth for me from eight better eclipse. Five outlaw men, four ever hoping, six, eight, five, four. Rob, race number seven, the Allied Express, Ian Daff Memorial. Just keeping in mind on Saturday night, too, Nick Cooper from the Harness Breeders Victoria will be there uh, announcing the award winners um, from uh, Harness Breeders Victoria as well. And this is a terrific race uh, for the for the Daff family and a good race for the mares and an opportunity you've got of maybe accepting the trophy because you own bred uh, La Belle Bajou, drawn one. Yeah. Yeah, she was uh, one of uh, many of my horses that have been uh, bred and born at the Ben Stud Stable, but I doubt very much I'll be holding up the trophy. But uh, we're still happy to be part of it. Uh, look, what uh, what's his race look like? Uh, look, nine Shayella. Wow, isn't she going well? Um, you know, her, her win last start was just full of merit. She burned out of the gate. Uh, she couldn't find the top. Uh, took cover, was able to raise another effort to, to get over the top of him to win. She gets a, a second road trailing draw. She's probably going to have to make a run at some stage in the race. And obviously, I, I think she's got a great chance, number nine, Shayella. Dangers here, I think, are, are drawn back in off the second row with her. Uh, look, I certainly think Tangoing with Sierra. She hasn't won since December 2021. I didn't mind her run last start behind AG's White Sox. And when you sort of go through... The horses she's chased home, Bulletproof Boy, Rick Riley. She was uh, at Menangle in the Sibelius Stakes behind Brave U Kelly. And you go back to February when fourth in the Ladyship Cup behind Amore Vita. And interesting enough, Tango with Sierra and Shayella, when they hit the line in that Ladyship Cup, there was only, you know, virtually a half metre or a metre separating the two of them. I don't think there's much between them. Tango with Sierra might be the benefactor of a nice trail into it. But look, I've gone nine on top from ten, Tango with Sierra. Uh, seven Celestial Fragrance, who's got the speed to lead here, and she'll give a great sight. And eight Polly Put Kettle on, who hasn't had much luck, and she's riding this race as well. So nine, ten, seven, and eight for mine. Same four, slightly different order. Celestial Fragrance, I think she can lead from the outside gate and give a great sight. The short trip suits her. Nine, uh, Shayella, ten, Tangoing with Sierra, eight Polly Put Kettle on. So it says seven... 9, 10 and 8. The Opus Group Pace is race number 8, District Attorney. I thought he was terrific first up after a couple of months break. Uh, the barrier draw, it's interesting. Um, he, he's a chance of leading. He's not a brilliant beginner, Rob, but he's got enough speed to make it harder for the others to cross him. And he's fitter, and I think he's progressing like he's going to be a good horse. Yeah, he is. He, he is a good horse. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, again, this is another step up for him. Look, I've been really impressed with uh, number five, pull the other leg at the trials. I, I think he's been trialling really well. 
I think he's got the gate speed to get across and lead here, and I think he's going to give a big sight. I'm going to make him my my bet, best uh, for the weekend. So uh, I'm going to tip, uh, pull the other leg to, to lead all the way here, race eight, number five. Ahead of number seven, Haranya, who I think is absolutely flying. Uh, Chase home your uh, great tips in Courageous Saint. So uh, <laughs> if we've got to keep following that form line through, we've, we've got to put in Haranya. Two district attorney. Look, I, I think he'll get crossed at the start. I think even though he gets out well, I don't think he's brilliant out. And I don't think he can really afford to, to really get burnt out at a gate against some of these horses. So I think he's the third pick. I think he's a genuine chance. Look, he can get probably a good chance of crossing Shorty's made, and if he does that, he might be the horse that's sitting on the back of pull the other leg, so he gets in striking range. And, of course, number nine, so what, who's been going really well. But I like the five. I'm pretty keen on it, ahead of seven, two, and nine. I've tipped district attorney, pull the other leg, the main danger. Could lead here, pull the other leg. Even though he's first up, he's got the gate speed, and it's the, the, the speed on the front line where he's a chance of getting across. So two, five, seven, Haranya, and I think Shorty's mate, he's still a very good place chance from that gate, two, five, seven, one. Race nine, the waste sense pace. Uh, interesting race. Um, Rob, uh, give it a try. I thought his effort first up was terrific. Again, no great luck with the barrier draw, but I think the smaller field uh, and uh, that extra bit of fitness are going to help his... Uh, his claims here. Look, when the fields came out and had a look at it, I thought he was the best bet of the night, and I was really keen on him. I then sort of digested this 1,700-metre race and how this race would be run, and I just got a little bit nervous because I, I think he's going to have to sit three wide pretty much the last lap on his own here. I mean, you've got Aussie Playboy, Rubens Plight, who all begin well. Magic Mike likes to go forward. Amirakuru, being 1,700, I don't think any of those horses, especially Amirakuru or Magic Mike, if they actually found the breeze, they'd be they'd probably be reluctant to hand up the breeze. So I think give it a try. He's going to have to sit three wide that last lap. I still think he's good enough to win. I've no doubt, no doubt, he's the best horse in the race. So I think second up, providing uh, he gets a trouble-free run, he'll be very hard to beat. From two, Aussie Playboy, who should find the pegs and be well-positioned. Five, Magic Mike, the stable mate. Three, Rubens Plight, and I respect Mirakuru. But I really like the seven on top from two, five, and three. And I've got seven on top as well. Mirakuru was terrific last start. Should be spot on now. He's tough and he's fit enough and he can give a great sight. Three Rubens Plight, two Aussie Playboy, seven, four, three, two. The last of ten is the Western Ford Trot. Um, and again, it was a race that I had to work on a bit, but I narrowed it down to four key chances and then two on the cusp. Okay, yeah, look, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? It's a tricky race. Again, I go back to, to current form and who's the horse that's impressing me the most in current form. And I can't go past Tipsy Turvy. I think she's absolutely flying. I mean, Marie and John have done a fantastic job as she was super winning at Melton two runs ago, but she drew barrier one. And then last run against lunch with Arthur, I thought she was outstanding. She gets a tricky draw. There's a bit of speed inside her. So she's probably going to have to be driven a little bit differently uh, and a bit more conservatively as a result. But I think she's very hard to beat here, number six, tipsy-turvy. I can see some genuine speed in the race. And I think if Golden Sunset trots all the way, she gets her chance to be right back into the winner's list. I think she's a really strong winning chance, Golden Sunset. I've got to respect Royal Charlotte and also Gaelic Lad. Both go 
forward type uh, trotters should be well positioned in the race to be given every hope in the race. But six on top, I think the danger is the nine golden sunset, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised either Royal Charlotte or either uh, Gaelic Glad running good races. Uh, and I've tipped Royal Charlotte, Rob. The last couple of times uh, Zach Phillips has driven her, he's led on her and, and he, he's led all the way. So I figure they're uh, a good match and Royal Charlotte might be able to keep out Gaelic Lad and that could change that shape of that race. Uh, two, uh, Royal Charlotte, six, Tipsy Turvey, eight, Ebony's Avenger and uh, four, Gaelic Lad in the final event on the program. Okay, that means it's time to uh, have a look at our best bets on the card. You can go first, Rob. I, I, I'm, I'm sensing that your best bet, uh, it, it's not a joke. No, I'm not going to pull the other leg. Uh, look, I, I like what I've seen of him at the trials, and I think he's forward enough to run a mighty race here. Look, race eight, number five. I think my initial thoughts was race nine, number seven, give it a try was probably the best bet for the night. But, I, again, I'm just a little bit worried of Barrier 7. But I thought both of these two horses uh, really should run great races. But I'll make him my best. Race 8, number 5, pull the other leg as the Ben Stud best bet of the night from uh, Melton Park on Saturday night. Okay. Um, I thought the best was race 4, number 5, Mafasa Metro. Price uh, could be the key there. A couple of, at each way odds. It was that sort of night. I thought there was a few horses through the course of the night you could have something on. Uh, Blood Moon, we've identified race 2, horse number 4. And what looked a tricky race, and we've both tipped her on top. But she is... Well, she's flying at the moment, and I actually thought Royal Charlotte in the last, uh, raced 10 number two, so both of those horses uh, each way, but a bit of value and a bit of quality about the night, 10 race card with the first event at uh, 6.19, Rob. Um, Ben Stud, uh, fantastic supporters in a very busy month for them. Uh, they were able to get some decent results, certainly in Sydney uh, last week, and uh, their presence is going to be right through the month of March and in April. Yeah, look, they uh, had a great, uh, some great results at the Sydney Sales and also, uh, also at the Gold Coast last weekend. This weekend at Bathurst, they've got a couple of lots that we've spoken about. A couple of others to have a close interest. Lot 56, a filly by American Ideal out of Melisandre, which is out of the bloodline family of Gotta Go Cullen, who was a, over a million dollar earner. And Lot 64, which is also uh, a filly by Rock and Roll Dance out of Bella Bellucci, out of. Uh, a Copper Court family going back uh, a few uh, few generations ago. So lot 26, lot 32, lot 56 and lot 64 should be pretty prominent for the Ben Stud team. At the Bathurst sales on Sunday the 19th of March, you can catch up with the online sale on uh, the Nutrien website and also the catalogue and photos of each of those runners. And we certainly thank uh, Peter Judd and Craig Judd and the whole Judd family for their support of our program here. Uh, bring you, uh, hopefully... Plenty more winners uh, this Saturday night. Yeah, a little quiz question for you. Where have Tough Tilly, Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing uh, come from? They've all been bred and born and raised at Benstead. Well, that's not a bad trifecta. And there's plenty more as well. Rob Charlton race on Sunday. It's one of the great Country Cup days. Uh, they've got a big card of 10, kicking off at a minute before one. And the uh, the Trotters Cup, which is race number seven, and the Pacing Cup, which is a ripper, race number eight, worth 35000 Yeah, they've got 10 races there. I'll be there trackside uh, doing all the on-course hosting for Charlton on uh, Pacing Cup Day. And as you said, the Charlton Pacing Cup, which is race eight on the card at 10 past five on Sunday. 
Looks to be a fantastic race. There's some really nice horses engaged in Halliver. Curly James, crime rider, can't top this, who was terrific in the Horsham Cup. Rick Riley, Bernie Winkle, uh, lip reader Sahara Tiger, and, uh, of course, the local CC in America for Joey Thompson. That would be a big thrill for him if he was able to pull it off. And, of course, Terry French has got Lorimer Mage. It's a great race. Uh, looking forward to that. Charlton Cup, 10 past five on Sunday. Terrific, Rob. Look forward to uh, doing this again next week, but also on Sunday, the mile rate. We're live on RSN at uh, 7.30. Look forward to seeing you at Melton, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend, as I do all of our listeners.